going on everybody hey so here's a, a quick thought all right when we properly address and assess or assess and address fear um then we can adequately get over it and actually pursue what we're after because most of the time we're, we're not honest with ourselves about what it is that we're really afraid of um what we're fearful of and because we're not really um being honest with ourselves uh, we're, we're masking it with the uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and that is a phenomenal scripture yes that is that is biblical however um, we don't properly address it when it comes to us so therefore it's we just put some we put a band-aid over it thinking that that's just going to get get us to the next moment however that doesn't get us to the next moment because we end up bleeding out and when we bleed out it's as though we are just um we're, we're missing the moment we're missing the mark because we're not able to actually attain what we're after because when you bleed out you eventually die so your dreams begin to die because of the fear that you have not properly addressed so there's moments in which we need to actually take moments take time and and deal with what's inside of us that's causing us to have this fear moment and then after we address it and we take care of it then we move forward because i think a lot of times we're just so eager to get to the next moment that we're missing we're missing steps so when we get there we're not actually prepared because we still have issues like when, when we watch chop my family and my daughter when my daughter when we watch chop anytime that they they the the chef cuts themselves they stop the process it doesn't matter that they have food cooking it doesn't matter that they're on a time limit the most important process or most important moment at that time is getting the cut fixed or repaired so once they medic bands them up cleans it bands it puts on a glove of protection then they can go back but they also assess the food because there could be food in there which is now contaminated what they're about to serve and if we're constantly living in fear getting cut and not properly fixing it or dealing with it then now we've bled out on other people we've contaminated other people with our fear and now we have a nation or a generation full of fearful people because we never properly assessed the situation so my challenge is let's find out what we're afraid of and be honest about it what is it that you're really afraid of and how do we address it now when it's time to address it or is it time to get it fixed you don't go to a, a regular person you go to the doctor so you've got to find somebody who is certified in helping you with your issue, helping you with your problem, your circumstance, your situation to be able to actually get you fixed before you can actually obtain and enjoy the process. Have a good day, guys. This has been an enrichment moment with Rich. So let's deal with this this failure issue. So back 
two years ago, uh, 2018, um, I was pastoring the church. We started pastoring church back in 2012. Um, and it started because I knew the call. I knew what I was called to do. I knew what I was assigned to do. And I got a call. I got a call. So we, we moved. We, we uprooted our family. Um, we left New Jersey um, and we moved to Charlotte. And it started off uh, great. Um, it was different. Um, I knew church through the lens of what it was that I saw. Um, I knew how to, a service was supposed to flow. I knew how it was just basically because I've been in church my entire life. So I know what's how it goes, how it flows. I know I know how to operate it. Um, but leading it is different, um, especially it's different when you're called to do it. You know, you're supposed to do it and you want to do it the right way. Because there's it's easy for us to do things um, the wrong way, um, to take the shortcut, um, to be a gimmick, to do things um, just to become famous, uh, to say things that may be controversial or not even accurate, um, but just a way to play on people's emotions um, and, and to grow that way. Um, I know I wanted to, to do it the correct way, the the way that he wanted it to be done. So um, we started off and uh, right before our first Sunday, I never forget um, this mother. She um, I was talking with her and she said the first Sunday, you won't have a lot of people because everybody's going to come. They're going to be nosy. The second Sunday. You ain't gonna have that many people. Um, and the third Sunday is gonna almost be nothing, but you gotta stick with it. And so I was like, nah, she wrong. It's not gonna happen like that. Um, I'm here, I'm on an assignment. It's going to be great the entire time. Um, uh, well, the first Sunday we had people. Uh, we had a good amount of people. Uh, we started off in a hotel, we had a good amount of people. Um the second Sunday, <laughs> it wasn't that many people. Um, I, I honestly think that it was just my family and one guest. And so I'm like, oh, she was right. The next Sunday was just my family. Um, nobody else. And I was like, wow, like the the word was there for me to to understand it. Um, I just didn't want to receive it. And that's that's what happens. A lot of times we get the word, we get an indication of what's about to happen. Um, but we feel like we're invincible to that. We feel like that's not going to happen to me. Um, and we don't take it and apply it and see, OK, if this does, in fact, happen, what do I do next? Um, or how can I respond to it? Because we're only expecting the good or worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario is actually manufactured based upon us. Um, but after that, when the reality sets in, it's like, oh, I should have been prepared for this if I would have actually listened and taken my time and doing certain things. So 
we started off, we was in the hotel. We kept going. Um, we kept pushing. Um, we got up to right around 50 people. Uh, we was we was moving. We was doing stuff. And then it all went away. Um, then we we started over again, basically. Um, and this time my wife's pregnant with our second child and we're trying to grow. And if she's out because she had the baby, I'm still going to church. I'm still pastoring a church. Um, I'll never forget. It was Easter Sunday and I had invited somebody that I met while I was in school and they showed up. And it was just me and this person on Easter Sunday. And then in comes some more people that hadn't been there in a while. And I was like, oh, wow, we have people again. Like, it's people here. So it started to grow again. And people started coming again. And we got up to about 50. And then it went away. Uh, meanwhile, we're bouncing from place to place, trying to trying to find some place to, to lock us in that will that we can just sit and say this is our house until we're no longer around or able to utilize this place. Um, but eventually in 2018, I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. 20, um, 2017, I had, um, it started to hit me. Um, I was depressed, um, very short. I was having some type of panic attacks and I didn't I didn't want to talk about it with anybody because I just didn't know what to do I was just like um I'm gonna keep going and I'll, I'll make it I'll be okay if I just you know stick with it it'll be okay so I'm working I'm stressed out at work because the church isn't going right and then I'm still a, I'm still a husband. I'm still a dad. And, but my focus is church work. It's not family church work. It's not family work. It's, it's, it's out of order. And because it's out of order, anything, if you put the roof before you put the foundation, what tends to happen is it's not going to be built properly. So think about it. You go out there, you put the roof down, and you say, hey, the roof is set. But we haven't laid the foundation. And that's how a lot of times we build stuff. And we we we're so ready to get to the end result. We're so ready to move in. We're so ready to be able to showcase what we have. But we don't have a proper foundation. And so because there's no foundation. Um, it can appear in the images if you take it the right way that you you're sitting on top of the world when in essence it's just. It's not even the case. So I went to I went to a conference and I went to this conference. um, Bishop Bronner was talking and he said something that I don't think I'll ever forget. I pray I never forget is uh, he was talking about his building. And the long story short was he said sometimes it's cheaper just to tear it down and build it up again. Um, Because you're not wasting time, energy, resources on something that needs so much more work done to it. 
And when he said it, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense because I'm trying to build this thing, trying to build this church. I'm trying to to accomplish something. And it needs to be torn down um, because it wasn't properly done. Um, So I was like, ah, you know, I left the conference and I kept going and just kept right on being like, hey, it'll. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. I'm I'm putting a Band-Aid on top of a bullet hole. And it's not working. So 2018, right around Memorial Day, right around June, um, I shut it down. Um, people had left. Um, I think we were, we were down to, <laughs> back to one. And it's like, it's not working. This isn't, this isn't working right. Um, and so I shut it down and I shut it down because I wanted it to be right. And I felt like I had failed. I felt like I failed, uh, not miserably, but I felt like I, I pretty much bombed it. And I talked with some of my pastor friends, some people I looked up to, and I was seeking counsel. I was just at this time, like, okay, what do I do? And I was like, give me a couple months. I'll be ready. To, I'll be ready to go again. I just need to, I just need to catch my breath. And uh, I'll never forget, I was I was talking with this pastor and he was like, you got to keep going. Um, he said, I, I've been there and I, we had never had a conversation before. Oh. He said, um, you can go somewhere else. You can work under somebody else, but it's not going to work because you're called to do it. And so I said, nah, I'm going to go. I'm going to find somewhere else to go. Um, and I'm going to sit under them. I'm going to work and I'm just going to be the best me that I can be. And when it's time, then I'll go again. And that's what we did. Like I, I, I sat back and I said, I need to reassess it. Um, it's not about preaching. It's not about grabbing the mic. It's about learning. Um, and sometimes you can't learn because you're, the environment is not right. Um, I look at, look at these kids now that are out of school because of COVID. Um, my son, my son thrives in this now. Um, his, this has been the best report card he's ever received. Um, because his environment is different. He's able to learn different, um, based upon the environment. It's the same work. It's just the environment is different. So, being able to sit back after you've been like, man, I failed. I failed. But I got something in me that says, you know what? Try again. And that's where we have to be. We have to be at the place in which it's like I'm willing to try again. Um, but this time I want to apply the things in which I've learned because the foundation that worked back in the 60s is not the same uh, there's different ways of doing it now in 2020. There's different ways of of being able to to make it happen. I look at the house in which my father grew in, uh, grew up in, and while it's still standing, it's like cinder blocks, and it's still there. But that is not the same as what's now, you know. So now, when it's built, it's built properly. So now going forward, 
it has to be built. So I'm I'm listening to to other people, listen to other pastors that's been successful, um, that talks about burnout and why we get burnt out and why it feels as though we failed. And many times it's just as simple as we're not doing we're not taking care of ourselves in order to be successful. So one of the things that I'm working on now is properly assessing why I feel like we can go back and we can look at at Peter when Peter got off the boat and he begins to walk on water and everybody um, says, you know, Peter, Peter fell. And some people will argue the other side like Peter didn't fail. Peter actually did it. Um, he just took his eyes off of it. We can analyze the situation based upon what took place. Now, if Peter had another opportunity to do it, I'm sure Peter wouldn't have took his eyes off of God. Because I've already done it. And this time when I'm presented with this storm, if I keep my eyes on him, then I'll make it to where I'm supposed to make it to. Um, This time when I build it, when it gets built, when uh, I'm putting my hands to work to actually make things happen, it has to be um, done through the through the scope of. Making sure I don't repeat the same mistakes. So when you're going through things and when you're when you're assessing, you have to be completely honest with yourself. Um, This has been these last two years have been something of an eye opening moment. Now, there have been moments in which I've been to be honest, I've been I don't want to preach. I ain't got to teach. I ain't got to do nothing. And you begin to get comfortable. But then what tends to happen is you get. Um, frustrated and the frustration comes in because you're not properly doing what it is that you are supposed to be doing. So if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and frustration is there when it's over, you're like, man, I failed. I only failed because I didn't do what I was supposed to do in school. When I would take tests, it wasn't, I was a bad test taker. It was that I was a bad study test person. I didn't I didn't properly know how to study. And if I didn't know how to study, no matter how much I looked at the paper, I don't know how to properly do something to make me remember it so that when I take the test, it comes back. I can recall it. So I have to now learn how to study. And if I learn how to study. Then I can be a better test taker. And when you fail at something, you got to go back and say, hey, what didn't work? How can I learn? Okay, so if this is not going to work, let me try this avenue that will enhance this portion of my life. And many times um, we fail because we just we don't listen. We don't apply what we what it is that we know. And at times we're, we're just prideful. We won't ask for help. And that's one of my issues. Um, I don't I don't like asking for help because I feel like I'm going to try it. That's actually that's like one of my pet peeves with people It's like, just try it first. If you try it and it don't work, then OK, then let's now let's go at it. But. At least try it. And so I'm willing to try. The problem is when it fails. Now I got to go learn from somebody. And one of the things that you hate to hear is, why didn't you just come and ask me? Well, I I had to try it for myself. And so don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid to stay there. And, and that's where 
I'm at now. I, I'm, I refuse to stay where I'm at. Um, I'm I'm ready for what's next because these two years have been preparing me. So now let's 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 discuss discuss people. Discuss you. What is it in your life that you're willing to go back after again? Maybe it's going back to school. Maybe it's um, another relationship. Um, maybe it's a, a healthy lifestyle. Uh, now, if it's if you failed at those things previously, let's deal with why you failed. Because if we can make a we can write the vision, we can make it plain, but we also have to understand the proper preparation for writing the vision. Um, we teach that, we say that, we quote that, but we don't prepare people for what's to come. So if if the promise is there, you know what the promise is, how do we prepare for it? So you're you're going back to school. Okay, last time it didn't work because I didn't manage my time wisely. So I need to get with somebody that cannot just give me a schedule, but show me. Okay, during this time, you have downtime. So if you have downtime during this time, instead of watching TV, why don't you do this? Take five minutes, take 10 minutes, take seven minutes and build upon it. That way, when you get to that next place, you can you can leap over that hurdle. So my challenge to you is to to be honest with yourself. Um, be extremely honest with yourself. Be brutally honest with yourself. And it's not to say that you you're horrible It's to say, I just need to reassess how I do this. How is this being done so I can make sure I, I can be successful um, and I don't end up back here at another season? If it's something that you're called to do, something that you are destined to do, something that you have within you to do, um, I I pray that you would that you would do it, um, but also pray that you would surround yourself with the people that can assist you into doing it. Uh, one of the things I feel like we we need to learn is how to build a team. Um, if we can learn how to build a team properly and to construct a team, then we can become more. We can win more. But we're so ready to win at all costs that it's costing us more than it's it's actually rewarding us. So my prayer for you is that you would um, not dwell in your failures, um, but to learn from your failures um, and to try again, fail again, get up again and keep going um, step by step, day by day. Um, keep pushing. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, I pray that this helped you. I pray that this opened up some some of your understanding. Um, and I appreciate you. All right. Till next time. Have a great night.